Hello everyone and thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm. I am your host Peter aka LPD8 Dubuque and this week is going to be a very interesting week for me because as you guys probably already know I'm in the midst of moving, I'm still packing up my house, I'm actually taking a break right now to actually record this episode so hopefully I can continue recording episodes while I'm packing. It's just a little been a little up and down lately so hopefully hopefully we can keep going and not have any bumps in the road hopefully i don't have to really have to you know stop recording and you know postpone any more posts of any episodes until i'm done moving so first things first i actually want to thank everyone who's been contributing and communicating with me on my page and on discord I highly appreciate everyone who's been doing that. I've been enjoying a lot of the feedback. I've also been trying to put myself out there even more by responding to people and you know interacting on on posts or on the groups on Glover's Lounge and on Art of Gloving. So hopefully we can actually get a more people coming in here and actually communicating with me more uh, because this is a subject that I have been thinking about talking about, but it wasn't really until another person actually posted a video talking about this subject and I actually have to give him a shout out right now which is and I'm sorry if I butcher your name uh, Nathaniel Incarnickson I don't know if I butchered your name if I do you can shoot me in the foot I'm terribly sorry I'm terrible with names but I'm really good with faces um, if it wasn't for you Nathaniel I wouldn't actually come up with this whole idea of actually doing this episode so thank you for actually posting your video talking about this so what Nathaniel actually did is he posted a video you know, a classic loving video. And he actually had a topic on there that he was talking about and he was talking about pretty much handicaps, especially when it comes to gloving. I know that sounds like a giant pun, which is not supposed to be. There are handicaps that people do have when it comes to gloving and there's ways to actually overcome it. There's ways to get around it. There's actually ways to adapt to it and modify yourself to actually use it to your advantage. So I'm actually gonna talk about you know the comment thread that I pretty much started with him on his video because he was talking about how his right pinky doesn't function properly is the way he wants it and I have the same problem I broke my hand in the ninth grade walking my dog on a scooter long story short do not walk a Doberman with a scooter that will see a cat and is going to chase after the cat so long story short on that that is my injury that I have and so what happened when my hand started healing is that the scar tissue pretty much fused the two tendons of my pinky and my ring finger together so every time I bend my pinky try to do it independently you'll eventually start seeing my ring finger start curling down with it unfortunately there's not much I can do about that at this point unless I want to get surgery but that would be kind of frivolous to do just for the simple art of gloving <laughs> as I would put it I know some people are like well you could but let's let's be real here so i'm actually going to talk about our lovely little thread that we had going on his video which when he posted it asking this question does anyone else suffer from this i actually piped up and asked him if it makes him feel uh, makes you feel any better i have this problem too i broke my hand in ninth grade scar to shoe fused my tendons together i just used my thumbs to actually help pull my pinkies down to the proper place when i'm trying to extend my ring finger uh, I don't really necessarily have the same problem when I move my ring finger down. Uh, my pinky would tent, uh, will stay in place when it's fully extended, but when I do my pinky, my ring will move with it. So I was just telling him how he should use his thumbs to grab his pinkies, but he should also do that with his other hand as well, just for symmetry purposes. Um, I know how it can kind of look a little awkward that you see like somebody's right hand holding their pinky down with their thumb, 
but then they're doing the same thing with their left hand but not holding down the same pinky so i was kind of explaining to him for symmetry purposes that's something you have to take into account and adapt to your show you know it's a handicap that we're gonna have to live with and again no pun intended and instead of it hindering you uh, use it to your advantage however you like and so he responded with i've come to the conclusion that this might be the case it just sucks because it hinders my ability to create concepts i primarily stick to finger rolls and whips because of this i'm okay with the way i glove it's just i want to share my videos with people they don't feel disconnected as soon as they witness something not 100 percent clean i do agree with you and yes it does make me feel better so i'm glad to make you feel better nathaniel and I'm actually very glad that you actually responded back to me on this. And I was telling him how this is actually a very common injury that most people will sustain called the boxer's break. Um, and if you don't understand where the origin comes from, that is a very common hand-breaking injury that boxers will receive. Because when boxers will go to hit, you want to make sure you're hitting with your first two knuckles of your index and middle finger. Uh, what tends to happen is if somebody's moving and you're not really anticipating that, you're gonna hit them with your ring and pinky. And of course your pinky is probably one of the weakest bones in your hands. So yeah, it's going to break really easily. Hence why it's called a boxer's break. You know, so I was telling him about that and I was also informing him that, you know, you should never let something like this hinder you. And I always tell people, you know, remember restriction breeds creativity. Now I wanted to explain where I actually got this quote from. Um, there's a lot of game developers and a lot of motivational speakers that will actually comment on this. Um, one in particular who I like as a game developer is Mark Rosewater because this is one of his mantras when it comes to him designing anything new. Um, is restriction breeds uh, creativity. And if you're not under really understanding what that means is, you know, you have, you have set guidelines that you cannot cross or break any of those rules. So you have to think in ways to get around these, you know, hence being creative, to get around these to actually showcase something, right? And that's where, you know, the whole idea of, you know, using handicaps to your advantage to really help. Now, I understand there are certain handicaps out there that, you know, will actually prevent you from doing any form of gloving whatsoever. Case in point, I actually have a dear friend of mine who's just been diagnosed with generalized epilepsy. So unfortunately, he cannot <laughs> cannot really fully enjoy the the cosm of gloving as you know he used to with me. So unfortunately, that is a problem. But I still have his support from him, and he knows that I've gotten to a point where I'm actually comfortable with my style. So, but back to the point at hand. Nathaniel actually responded with, I enjoy it gives me this unorthodox style because I have to work around it. Some may consider it sloppy, but I think it creates difference between uh, these other glovers. I've been doing this for so long it's just been bothering me. But it's thoughts like that that prevents me from getting better, so I actually appreciate your input. Which actually makes me very, very glad that I actually had that opportunity to actually communicate with you, Nathaniel. I actually really thank you again for actually giving me this topic of this discussion. So there is also another person, uh, actually a couple of people, who um, also piped up on my page directly, which I'm very thankful for. Cam L has posted saying, I've been gloving for five years now. When I was a junior in high school, uh, I got a boxer's fracture on my right pinky. The scar tissue has made it so my pinky can't fully reach a 90 degree angle. It has limited my wave tuts, but that's about it. And of course, you know, I definitely asked him, you know, have you found ways to adapt to it? Have you figured out concepts to get around it? 
and he pretty much says I'm mainly focused on digits, styles, and whips in my show as a way around it. I've also noticed that I tend to stay away from using my pinkies on either hand, that way it doesn't look like I'm mainly using one hand the whole time. I wouldn't say I've created concepts around the handicap so much, just as mended my flow to it. Which I definitely understand and I definitely think that's a great idea to go about it. So in that case, you know, I, I always say to everybody, thank you for your input, I do highly appreciate it. Cam, thank you so much, shout out to you for actually responding. And then we also have Robert B who said, had a boxer break in the seventh grade, can't fully extend my right pinky for years until I found gloving. I have full mobility in that finger more than I ever have. My old injury doesn't plague me any longer. Which I'm actually very happy for you. Congratulations. Uh, unfortunately, I do not have the same luxury as you, but I am trying to work on it. I did tell him, thank you for think, uh, for sharing this. I do remember when I was going through physical therapy that my injury, uh, for my injury, my therapist said to me, uh, the more I work on the exercises, the more it will heal. The only issue is that my pinky is shorter now than my left hand pinky, which I know it kind of sounds weird, but uh, when it comes to certain concepts for me now, like certain creatures, I can't use my middle finger to grab my pinky on my right hand because it's now simply shorter. And the only way I can actually do that with my middle finger on my right hand is I actually have to push with my left hand on the pinky to get it over far enough so my middle finger can grab it. And even then I can't really sustain that hold much longer because it will slip out. It's just that short. So physically, there is a shortage on my pinky, as weird as that may sound. So I was telling him about that, and then he responds with, uh, it's very true, I have a friend who picked up gloving uh, while watching me after he broke his wrist and he has the same results of improvement. A suggestion might, uh, might be to learn how to exaggerate the movement with the shorter finger to help make up for it uh, not being perfect. My pinky points opposite direction, so that bothered me for a while, but you, uh, you learn to get past it. And again, everybody who has responded, I do highly appreciate your guys' input. I do highly appreciate you guys actually engaging on these topics of discussion, and I hope you guys continue to do more. So with that being in mind, as I shared you with mine, my, my younger brother Thomas actually has a similar issue, but a different dynamic. So I believe on the same hand, uh, he sustained an injury where he was trying to help one of our family pets, one of our cats actually was getting attacked by dogs, and when he went to go rescue them, in the whole chaos that was ensuing with, between the animals, uh, my cat actually scratched him and actually got into his skin deep enough where it actually did some nerve damage is the best way he put it to me. So now when he has his arm in a certain position, you'll actually start seeing his hand shake involuntarily. That's something that he has to learn with, uh, learn to work with. Um, and in some cases, we were actually talking about it, where if he actually learns to move, you know, do his movements where he can actually put his hand and arm in that position where his hands will start shaking, he can actually probably use that to his advantage of his show. Um, and that's where a lot of this is actually gonna go into. So with, you know, learning how to adapt to your handicaps and not only that how to modify everything to compensate for that so one of the things that i always say is you know you have to improve your hand dexterity you have to improve you know your flexibility and there's many 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 different ways that you can actually do that uh so ways of improving your hands um there's the classic finger exercises and hand exercises and you class you know you have the classic stretching um, I would actually say finger exercises and hand exercises are probably more important due to the fact that if you have a handicap like mine, you know, a lot of people have made their anecdotes of, yeah, these hand exercises actually help my mobility, 
with individual fingers. So with that being said, there is actually a very prominent person in the in the gloving community that people actually, a lot of people know, and if you don't know, you should know. Um, there is a man named Greg Irwin, who back in 1988 went on to The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and performed the infamous finger ballet, as he likes to call it. And this is what later influenced gloving and tutting as its own dance form. Um, he has a whole slew of different exercises. You can go from beginner to all the way up to advanced. He's actually very well known in the gloving lounge community. He's also posting on the art of gloving. So, you know, you can actually probably hit him up and actually discuss with him on a personal level and, you know, get some feedback from him. Which, by the way, Greg Erlin is probably the first person I'm going to actually do an interview with once I actually get done with this move and actually get things established. And hopefully he actually responds and it allows me to do this interview. You have the hand exercises, you have the stretching. Stretching is always good to do before and after. I find it way, way more important to do afterwards so you don't cramp up later in the day. And then a lot of people don't take this into, into account, but I also will recommend compression gloves, especially if you're somebody like me who's getting much older. <laughs> and you know you don't want arthritis coming becoming a thing compression gloves are where you want to go compression gloves are basically gloves that actually are lined with a little copper filament that actually puts pressure on your hands to keep everything kind of in place and it equally distributes all the stress that's going on in your hands and actually helps relieve it i know a lot of people use it my mom uses it when her arthritis is kicking up and she will swear up and down that these things are a miracle <laughs> So you got those, and again, when it comes to hand exercises and stretches and all that stuff, we're going to come back to the same mantra that I have said in previous episodes, blunt force trauma and repetition gets it right every time. Now, I'm not saying that you need to do these stretches and do these hand exercises until you actually break your hands. No, not the case. It's, you know, just the whole practice makes perfect in a much more brutally honest way is pretty much how that mantra goes so you just keep practicing you keep doing these exercises and you keep doing them until you felt like you know you can see the improvements happen and once you actually get to the point where you're at i would still continue these hand exercises to maintain what you have accomplished but that you know that's kind of the whole idea i'm going about it so how are there ways to actually adapt around your handicap like i was saying previously i use my thumbs to help help me uh hold down my pinky on my right hand so my ring finger can actually be extended. Now, I have pretty much full mobility in my left hand as well, so I don't have to hold my pinky down on my left hand with my thumb. However, I will do that just for the simple purpose of symmetry, so it actually looks clean and actually has a cohesive look, instead of being like a random thing happening that doesn't make any sense to anyone. Um, another little trick that I want to tell people is that if you are doing that with your pinky, keep your thumb when you actually have your index in your pinky extended while you have your middle and ring curled in to keep your thumb on top of those for an easy switch over because you don't really need to have like your thumb all the way out just so your fingers can swing up you know just kind of makes it a little bit easier to get that place much faster so just one of those little tips that you have to always think of you know if you know you have fingers that are a little bit more limited but you can use other fingers to help bring it to a full hundred percent that you needed to be at you can do that too. I know it's kind of hard to actually sit there and think about it, but it is one of the things that you're just gonna have to really look at and be like, okay, how can I make this look cleaner without showing that I have this handicap? And I will actually tell you, most people are probably not gonna notice that you have this handicap. And I know a lot of people are just kind of afraid 
that you know your viewer is going to become disconnected when something's not 100% clean. To those people who are thinking that you really shouldn't, it's all about the journey. It's not about the destination, really. So when something doesn't look 100% clean, you know what doesn't look 100% clean and you can make it look clean by adapting and being creative with how you adapt to it. You know, So your handicap is the restriction, but the way you work with it is going to be your creative way out. You always have that and then you can always use the limitations to your advantage, like my younger brother with the handshaking problem. We're trying to incorporate that into a show so it actually is being showcased as something cool <laughs> instead of being this random shaking happening. And then of course you have the classic you hide your limitations, which basically any adaptation is pretty much hiding your limitations. You know, you can just avoid the moves that don't work for you that way because of your handicaps. Now I really <laughs> I really do not encourage people to just dismiss moves like if you can't really do digiting because you're handicapped I would still try to adapt ways to doing digiting that doesn't have to deal with your handicap so for example like with did you know dialing I don't necessarily use all four fingers on both hands I mostly just stick with my index ring and middle fingers to do a lot of dialing because it just makes it a little bit easier for me and it's not being hindered by my pinky finger kind of screwing things up now I can dial with my pinky that's no problem uh, it's just something over the years I just been doing more with my ring middle and index fingers is you know a three-point dialing setup and I'm sure if you have seen any of my videos you probably will see it I know there was like one that I posted around like 2015 or something <laughs> that you actually see it being showcased so you have those and you know the modifications that I always talk about when it comes to your handicaps is things like light placement so for example for me as a person who likes to glove and change the lights as he's progressing um, I often refer to this as a fading or you know a phaser archetype it's basically I'm using the slow transitioning of changing my lights as part of the show and of course I can delve into how much deeper I can go into that but that will be for another episode but how I place my lights is pretty much my index, middle, and ring are on top while my pinky and thumb are on bottom. Now the reason why I have my pinky and thumbs on bottom is just so I can actually change the lights much easier. Um, mostly because of the fact that with my right pinky it's shorter so I can't actually do the same touch with my ring finger on top as I could do with my left hand. So I just put both of them on bottom, one for symmetry purposes and two it just makes it a lot easier for me to do it. So when you actually see my shows, I know a lot of people, when they always ask to borrow my gloves, it's just like, okay, just to let you know that my pinkies are supposed to be underneath your fingers, not above. And to this day, people will still put them above their fingers and it just looks so, so weird because they don't turn it over. They don't, you know, they don't adjust the diffuser or anything. I'm using cube diffusers just to let everyone know. And it just, it always drives me up the wall because I always have to help them put it in place and they're like, well, this feels weird. I'm like, oh, I understand that, but it doesn't feel weird to me because this is what I have to do to actually make my style of gloving work for me. You know, and that's, you know, kind of a segue into the next thing when it comes to diffuser choices. Uh, my experience is cubes have been working, working extremely well for me. Uh, shields have worked really well for me. Popcorn has not worked very, very well for me mostly because it just feels kind of weird and my fingers don't put themselves in the proper place when I have those on. Now, I'm not saying that popcorn diffusers are bad. 
they're just they just don't work for me now domes i can kind of do but i still kind of have the same problem that popcorns give me and it's just like how where my lights sit and everything they just it doesn't work well cubes and shields work well for me just because it keeps you know it's mostly wrapping around my finger so it keeps everything in the same spot that i need it to be and i've gotten so used to them being in that spot that i can't really want well it's not that i can't it's that i just really don't want then I have to sit there and readapt myself so, you know, as I've been in this for so long. You know, so you have those things to actually look at. And that's pretty much the end of my episode. I do appreciate everyone who was commenting and has given me feedback about this subject matter. Once again, shout out to Nathaniel for bringing up this subject. I highly, highly appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who has responded. You know, Robert B., Cam L., Daniel, everybody who who's putting their they're pretty much their two cents on this subject matter. I highly, highly appreciate it. Do you, as my listeners, do you guys actually have any of these handicaps? If so, please let me know. And I will actually spend time to actually help you like come up with creative ways to work around it. Um, it's one of the things I actually like about gloving is when people actually have these certain handicaps that you know we actually have to sit down and kind of like work on adjusting your style to accommodate these handicaps to the point where it's not necessarily hindering you, but it's really kind of setting yourself apart from, you know, the run of the mill cookie cutter glover, I guess is what a lot of people may say, I don't know. But I just know with handicaps, you can turn it into a way that really makes your show unique. And that's what I've done with mine. That's what my younger brother has done. And I'm sure the people who have responded did the same thing. Now I know there are things that they tried to stay away from because they don't want it to look they don't want the things that they think are happening to actually be viewed by the viewer. You know, and that's the whole, you know, that's the whole process of this journey is actually learning and adapting and growing in a way to actually overcome these, what you might feel as limitations. It's, to me, I would just see it as kind of another line of play, if that kind of makes sense to anyone. So, but that's pretty much all for my episode. If you guys have anything you guys want to tell me, you can always hit me up on my page at the Gloving Paradigm. You can also hit me up on my email, which is muttonchopguy at gmail.com. It should also be in the episode description. And you can also hit me up on my Discord, which is aptly named The Gloving Paradigm. In this episode description, you will actually have my Discord link, you can, you know, and my email, so you guys can actually hit me up directly that way. Once again, you can always hit me up on my page. I will try to be as open as possible and available as possible when I'm trying to pack up and move my house. Hopefully I don't have any hiccups. Uh, so far, everything's been going rather smoothly. I can tell you at the time of this episode, we have actually booked the flight that my husband's going to be coming back to help me pack up the truck and the truck we're getting on December 3rd. So hopefully by either December 4th or December 5th, I will be officially in Reno. So if there's any Reno Glovers out there who wants to, you know, help me out and hit me up and see if you want to have a nice little meetup and we can trade, I am totally down with that. I highly hope anyone who knows anyone in Reno will hit me up because let me just explain this to you. It has been literally three years since I have given or received a light show from anyone. And I wish I was joking on that, but I'm really not. And I really, really, really wish I can get another light show again. I can't even tell you... what even was the last in-person show I've ever gotten. It's been so long. So that is all for today and for this week. I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD8 Dubuque, and I'll see you guys all next week.